It's Monday the 3rd of January. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Shano, it's great to be back, my friend. Mate, the great man's back. Timmy Gilbert, welcome back, mate. I hope you're uh, nicely tanned and nice and relaxed, mate. I always tanned because of the Lebanese heritage <laughs> and people always come to us, you can't be Lebanese. How can you be Lebanese with a surname Gilbert? And I said, don't you have a mother? Because mum, God rest her soul, her maiden name was Mansour. But uh, look, I was back to a back to work at Sky News on Saturday and Sunday, so my New Year's was pretty quiet, unpacking, but I followed your travails with interest, uh, a night at the zoo, uh, jamming, it looked like a, a you know a reunion of the Rolling Stones with your, with your brothers and mates. Yeah, we had, we had a great time, Timmy. You took the kids on uh, New Year's Eve to the zoo to watch the fireworks, so they, they had a ball there, and there was a nice little cover band there, so my son Thomas was up dancing, which was which was fun, uh, and then New Year's Day at, at Brett's place, mate, we had a, had a big bash there, so uh, everyone from Steve Bell. Albie from Noiseworks came along and sang some songs, and uh, yeah, it was a real good, good old-fashioned jam and um, and knees up, mate. We, we had a ball. Yeah, it looked like a great time. Um, it really did, and uh, hopefully we had a, a sense of celebration for a big year ahead. Now, we have our charity auction, and there's still some great deals going for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation. There are some amazing things to buy from the auction, including a signed Wallabies jersey. Find out more at afternoonsport.com forward slash Auction. Now, today on the show, we have all the cricket latest. Glenn McGrath goes down with COVID and a controversial umpiring decision. Plus, what about Alex Demonor in the tennis? Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Shane, look, this Sydney Test match, obviously uh, it's going to have dramas ahead of it because of all things that are happening around COVID and Travis Head staying in Melbourne, but it is marching ahead at pace. There are expected to be big crowds. What do you make of the makeup of the team? Uh, speaking about the cricket, a lot of people are saying Mitchell Swepson should come in. Some are saying Mitch Marsh should come in in the uh, middle order uh, ahead of Usman. Where are you? Um, Mitchell Swepson, it's a good call. As a leg spinner, um, plays for Queensland. Last year, took 32 wickets at only 23. with an economy rate mm. of only 2.59. Um, the thing is, the SCG doesn't spin like it used to in the 80s and early 90s. Um, they used to use the bull-eye soil. They reckon there's no bull-eye soil left. I don't know how that can be the fact because there's still a bull-eye there. Oh, no, there, no, 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 no. There, there is bull-eye soil. They've got it. They've got like a 100-year supply of bull-eye soil. I think that, I think that it has um, just changed slightly, hasn't it? But that happens, doesn't it, with the way the, the test wickets go over the years? Yeah, well, it's, it's more of a seamless wicket now, uh, particularly for the test matches in the last sort of six or seven years. So um, the, the whole debate here is do they give him a chance before the tour to the subcontinent? Um, we've got three tours coming up. 
uh, next year in the subcon, or this year, I should say? Um, and do you give um, Nathan, Lyon, Nathan Lyon a rest? But uh, look, Swepson, I, I don't think they'll do that. I think I think Bolan will, will play this test match. I think Hazelwood will come back in. I think they'll rest Stark, um, and that'll be the lineup. And I think the batting order will, will stay as it is. It's going to be interesting to see. There's so many options. They've actually got a good problem on their hands because there's so many players available, particularly with the ball. Now, Glenn McGrath, talking about the ball, one of our greatest ever, of course, it's become iconic, hasn't it? The Sydney Test Match, the pink test in, in honour of the Jane uh, or the McGrath Foundation. And, of course, we honour Jane McGrath and her legacy. But uh, he may well not be there because he's, convac- he's uh, contracted COVID. He has, mate. Uh we all know that the pink test, uh, day three, is the McGrath Foundation Day, uh, the pink test. They, 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 they've done a wonderful job, the, the McGrath Foundation. I, I do think, and this is a big call to me, I do think they do get a disproportionate amount of funds um, from, from charity. Um, as I said, they do a wonderful job. Um, but they raised $3 million again last year, and they'll probably do the same this year by selling digital seats. Um if they, if they can't fill fill the stadium each day, but um, yeah, they they do a wonderful job. But yeah, I hope, hope Glenn's okay. He's he's pretty fit these days, so um, I'm sure he'll get through the COVID thing. Yeah, and hopefully he'll be okay. But it's it's hard to knock them because they're, they're actually really good at getting out and and yeah. publicising and to go from one sort of nurse in the country to where they are well over a hundred. They certainly help people uh, who are suffering with breast cancer. Now, what about the English coach Chris Silverwood? Oh, he's got COVID, and and nothing against him and others that won't be there but I wonder whether they just need a fresh set of eyes I think Graham Thorpe's going to be uh, watching over the travails of the English cricket team um, sometimes a change is as good as a holiday we've seen that a bit in the big bash haven't we with teams that have particularly the stars the other day they lost three players and, and they put a couple of young guys in who did great yeah it's a, I think Chris Silverwood's going to be really really upset that he's got COVID here because if England perform even half better, I think that'll be the end of his tenure um, as coach of the England cricket team. Look, they've been rudderless pretty much all year. I think Joe Root's capsule will come under review at the end of this series as well. Um, but yeah, not great timing for the coach, Chris Silverwood. And we haven't had the opportunity to talk about it, but look, and I know you're, you're like-minded, it just really takes the heart and soul out of a test match when it's over and done with in, in less than three days. Well done to Scott Boland. His performance was outstanding and he bowled beautifully yeah. and a, a great zero to hero story. But from the wider sort of viewing of a test match and that sort of grind and it's it's was pretty pathetic, wasn't it, the way that they just collapsed like a, a pack of cards? Yeah, you sort of set up your whole uh, New Year's period, Christmas New Year's period around, around the Test match, or at least I do anyway. Mm. You sort of know what you're going to be doing on the 26th, the 27th, 28th, and 29th. Um, so, it, uh, yeah, it, it sort of threw things in, into a bit of a tailspin there. But, um, yeah, you do want to see a team fight, particularly to, to day to day four at least, um, if not into day five, which uh, is what Test cricket's all about. It's about the endurance and those who can fight and, and it does prevail at the end, who can hang in there the longest? Yeah, there's quite a few jokes flying around that, uh, you know, you get your, <laughs> you know, a test match last uh, uh, shorter than getting your COVID test back and, and everything else that uh, happened. It really was uh, a miserable old time towards the end in Melbourne because they'd, they'd actually had a very good day with the ball uh, a couple of days earlier. Now, um, uh, this Muhammad Hasnain for the Thunder, he uh, debuted last night. Boy, he bowled well. I know your brother Brett in commentary was uh, full of praise for him 
and that was a good win for them. They've had their issues. Uh, they've got Trevor Bayless as their coach, and it doesn't really matter with him. He's so unflappable. Kerry O'Keefe uh, made me laugh in yeah. commentary when he said, you know, Trevor Bayless is that calm. He put a playlist together for the band on the Titanic. And um, <laughs> with, this, with this new injection of this young guy, yeah, they're doing well. They are, mate, and uh, I think they're third on the table now. And look, anyone who can bowl over 145 clicks, I think he was bowling up to 149 last night. Mm. So, um, yeah, really, really good pace, three wickets. And when, when you've got that firepower within within a team, particularly a T20 team, it gives you a real edge. When you're watching a cricket game, you don't want to know too much about the umpires, do you? You really just want them to do the job. Like every sport, referees in rugby league and other sports, you just really do your job well and that will mean – uh, we don't notice you too much. But uh, this has been interesting, this uh, decision. Of course, the Stars and, and the Stars were bringing in grade cricketers from Melbourne in their game against the Scorchers mm. and did very well. They lost yesterday. But this this umpiring decision turned around. It sort of raised um, a lot of eyebrows. Bruce Oxenford. Yeah, and look, I don't, I don't mind it, Timmy. Um, he, he made this, it was Perth Scorchers versus Melbourne Stars, as you mentioned. Um, he gave a guy out caught behind. He sort of tried to play a, a hook shot, um, gave, gave him out first, and then straight away um, changed his decision and said, no, it was off the helmet. He got the decision right in the end, so I don't have a problem with it. But they're sort of saying, are you going to real murky waters here by you know, overturning a decision based on a reaction from a batsman? Well, the fact is he made a mistake. He saw it. Um, a lot of umpires can be very, very stubborn and won't overturn it. And he had the, he had the balls to, to do that. So good on you, Bruce Oxenford. Yeah, yeah, even with his uh, um, Luke Skywalker shield that he carries around. That <laughs> yeah, does, what's that about? Oh, that does look ridiculous. I'll tell you what. Uh, anyway. I think he still drives with it. He still drives with it on his way home as well, I reckon. Yeah, he's got plastic on the seats <laughs> and those marble sort of uh, covers that some of the cabbies used to wear. Stay with us because yeah. we'll be talking tennis, basketball, F1, and more after this. Alex Dimonor, great former head of the Australian Open. Shane, uh, the way that he beat uh, Matteo Berrettini is just superb. He is, mate. Alex Dimonor is uh, he's currently ranked 34 in the world. He's only 22 years of age. Um, he's a very, very similar um, style to, to Leighton Hewitt. You know, very good from the back of the court, fast, um, fast on his feet. Um, he, he needs to probably get a bit bigger serve, but he's a real fighter. Um, yeah, and, and took down uh, 6-3, 7-6 against um, Barantini. So a really, really good win. Look, he had a pretty uh, ordinary year last year um, off the back of sort of coming into the top uh, 100. Um, so hopefully this is a really big turning point and he'll have a fantastic summer. I thought Blake Ferguson had turned everything around at, at Parramatta. Oh. His life looked like it had calmed down after a controversial 10 or so years at the top level going to play rugby in Japan and boom, um, arrested for alleged cocaine possession. Yeah, he got going to a punch up in a um, in a restaurant, mate. And uh, when they took him down to the police station and emptied his pockets out, allegedly there was cocaine in there. So look, he was uh, he's trying to make the the change from league to union, uh, signing with NEC, uh, the Green Rockets in Japan. So I don't know how this will end up now. I don't think they will take very kindly to this sort of behaviour over in Japan. So wait and see there. But, um, yeah, it's probably very, very disappointing for him and his family. 
Of course, uh, NFL star Kirk Cousins, you'd, you'd run out of ink trying to write how much money this bloke earns. It's extraordinary. It's through the roof. He's another one of these anti-vax sportsmen uh, who's, who was quite uh, vehement and he's saying, I want to stay away from close contacts. And we're seeing a lot of these stories, aren't we? Boom, he gets it. Well, it's very, very hard to be vigilant against COVID because it's everywhere now. So I don't know how he was going to try and avoid being in, in contact with close contacts. Um, it appears he hasn't. Um, as you said, he plays for the Vikings, mate. Um, and their, their, their second um, string quarterback, uh, Sean Mannion, also has COVID. So that means now they have to go to their third string quarterback now, uh, a rookie called Kellen Mond. So, mate, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, COVID once again striking at the neck of many teams. Mm, absolutely. That's why all these mandates are coming in and coming in at pace. Paddy Mills, well, he's he's an Aldi purchase, wasn't he, for the uh, Brooklyn Nets with superstars all around him. He's been brilliant. And he got uh, fouled out the other day. It doesn't happen often with him. But uh, when he did, it was interesting to see how the other team reacted because they started to say, well, you've got no shooters left. and um, Or you've got two left, of course, with, with, you know, with a couple of their superstars. But that's this kind of pedestal he's on now. His stocks are going through the roof every every match, it seems, um, Paddy Mills. And we talk a lot, him about, a lot about him on this show after in sport because uh, we're a big fan of, of Paddy Mills himself. Um, but going from strength to strength, um, it's been fortunate because um, Kiri Irving, who's been um, sort of on the, on the sidelines because of not being vaccinated, only, only playing the away games now. Um, but the big difference, he said he, he finally got fouled off in the fourth quarter. He had 17 points to his name, five three-pointers. Um, and then the LA Clippers, who are undermanned, came home and won the, won the match 100, 120 to 116. So, yeah, Paddy Mills very, very much needed on that team. Um, now Australia uh, looks like we've got a bobsled team. I loved uh, I loved cool runnings with the late great John Candy when they walked out of the airport in Canada and the whole story. And it was a true story. But uh, look, uh, Australia, of course, not quite the climate for a bobsled team. But uh, looks like we've got uh, a very talented athlete in Brianna Walker. Brianna Walker, yeah, she won the Monobob World Series, or she was, sorry, she got a silver in, in, in Latvia. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, uh, you know, if Australia puts together a bobsled team over the next few years. I actually like it. I like that <laughs> and the luge and all these other sort of sports that, that uh, propagate the Winter Olympics. And, uh, and just finally, mate, um, as we reflect on some wonderful old stories, uh, I've been watching Jason Gillespie coaching mm. the Adelaide Strikers and he's been copping a bit of heat. Even Hads has been having a crack at saying that, uh, you know, they really do need to come up with another formula. Um, it's difficult uh, as a coach, isn't it? Particularly when you were such an amazing player and he was a fantastic player. He was a fantastic player, very, very good fast bowler, one of the ugliest guys to face um, in, in the game of cricket, just the way he sort of, he came in, he coiled up, and he, he was very tall and bouncy and very fast too. But uh, I remember I was at the Cricket Academy with him in 1994, and Rod Maher said to us, if should we ever become professional cricketers, we'll have to go to events, and um, particularly for sponsors, and have to be able to speak. So Rod, Rod Marsh asked all of us to go to the Commonwealth Bank boardroom, who were the major sponsor, sit around, stand up, say who, who you are and why you're here and what you're going to do while you're at the Cricket Academy. And, you know, so I stood up and said, my name's Shane Lee. I'm from New South Wales. I've played, currently played two Sheffield Shield games. And my goal is to become the next all-rounder in the Australian team. And Jason Gillespie stood up and said, G'day, I'm Jason Gillespie. And Rod Marsh told me, I either need to swing the ball another metre or bowl five yards faster. 
I'll bowl five yards faster and sat down. <laughs> <laughs> and he bowled about 10 yards faster after that. But, um, yeah, he, he was a real medium pacer, sort of, you know, bouncy little outies. And then he turned into this big, tall, strong, absolute weapon. So, yeah, a very, very good man and a very, very good fast bowler, Jason Gillespie. Yeah, I remember well you were part of the squad and we've referenced this World Cup a few times mm. here in 96 in India and, and there you were as part of the squad and I think it was Craig McDermott that went down Indi- uh, injured after that first game in Vizicapatnam and they brought across Jason Gillespie and yep. there he was, this little wiry guy and everyone's going, oh boy, he just looks like he's walked out of the, uh, you know, the <laughs> pinball machine parlour. But the, to see the career that he, he put together and I tell you what, he could get up and give you a 40-minute address now. He's like many. He can speak very well. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Maine Haircare. It's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.